Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him, however, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. 1 Cor 14-1-4 What a precious and amazing gift we have, that the Holy Spirit would make His home in us and make His presence known in the manifestation of the gifts He brings, if we so seek and allow. As one who has been blessed with the gift of tongues for a few decades now, I sometimes forget the magnitude and the significance of this precious gift that is in my life. I often speak here about the importance of, and the implications of, the prophetic gifts, as that is indeed the one that is given us for the edification of the church as our verse indicates. But the prophetic can only fully operate in the life of a believer who is personally edified as well, whose soul is in prefect and unhindered communion with the Holy Spirit of our God, something which tongues, our prayer language, is specifically intended to accomplish in and for us. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. 1 Cor 14-2 It is the Holy Spirit Himself searching our very hearts and interceding directly to our Father on our behalf, using our lips to do so, with sounds that may be unintelligible to us, but nonetheless are a holy and vital prayer for us. Likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Rom 8:26-27. Although I pray and worship in the Spirit, in tongues, daily, it is as natural for me, and as easy as, breathing, the preciousness and power of this gift was brought home to me again a few weeks ago. As I mentioned in my previous blog I had a total knee replacement surgery done, about three weeks ago now, and I am healing nicely, thank you. It is a routine, yet pretty major surgery. Think about it, two of the largest bones in your body are cut off to remove a very involved and complicated joint, hidden and wrapped behind a network of muscle, tendon, nerve, flesh and artery, all of which must be cut or manipulated to access and remove this joint for replacement with steel and plastic. In other words, a chunk of my leg was cut out to put in a new chunk. Quite amazing actually, and painful, as I expected but was not fully prepared for. Of course they do this surgery while a patient is out with anesthesia and, so they tell me, normally there would be a spinal block, epidural, to block the pain during and immediately after the procedure. Because I have had prior back surgeries, this was not possible. Oh well, I thought, that's what pain meds are for. So, into the surgery room I go, I am aware of a handful of people getting into their places as I lay there looking at the ceiling wondering when they will knock me out, and the next thing I know I am in a different room and a nurse is hovering over me and I feel a strange pressure on my leg. My mouth is bone dry but I manage to croak out, are they done? And before the last word leaves my mouth the pressure in my leg becomes a tempest of pain and I barely register the response, yes, they are done. I glance at the clock and see that it is two hours later and wonder how long this intense pain will persist. It seems to be intensifying by the second. I gasp out to the nurse that it really hurts and she says something about the pain blocker must not have worked properly and it will take a bit for the pain meds she is administering in my fore to kick in. I feel like I have had my leg cut in half and sewn back together, oh wait I have ah. There are really no words to describe the pain I was feeling at this point, so I won't. All I could do was breathe and try to get through each moment, knowing that at some point it would abate. I started just concentrating on my breathing, deep slow breaths, oxygen never tasted so good. I was actually falling back on the Lamaze training I had been through with my wife many years earlier. The nurse, who stood by me looking troubled, but bravely stuck it out, 
and encouraged me to just keep breathing through the pain. After several minutes of this it struck me, I need to pray, I need to pray in the Spirit, I need to pray in tongues. Why am I not doing that? So I did, under my breath, so as not to cause an uncomfortable scene for my nurse, I started fervently praying in my prayer language, interspersed with an occasional help me Lord Jesus. No doubt the nurse saw my lips moving rapidly yet silently, I think, interspersed with the occasional louder entreaty for Jesus' help. Things got a little Pentecostal there in the recovery room. But you know what? It worked. I actually fell asleep for a while and when I woke up the pain was tolerable and my wife was soon allowed into the room. Sure the pain meds had likely kicked in by then, but the feeling of relief and peace I felt as the Spirit started interceding for me was undeniable, and I was reminded of what a precious gift I have in that. Tongues is so much more than just a supernatural way to pray for ourselves and others, it is an undeniable, concrete proof, that our God is with us and that He takes His active part in the care of our souls, and our whole person. If it takes a little pain to remind my of that, then, praise God for pain, and more than that, praise God for the incredible gift of His presence and His healing love. Jesus is faithful to His promises to always be there in the storms of life, and tongues is a wonderful, and very practical way of reminding us of that. The power of heaven is as close as your tongue, don't be afraid to unloose it. Seek and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you have not. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Acts 19 5, 6. If there was ever a generation that needed all the power of the Holy Spirit it can get, this is it. Don't settle for less, the Father is longing to release His Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit is so much more than just the guarantee of our salvation, He is our power to advance His kingdom, and to survive the pain of the one we currently, and temporarily, dwell in. It doesn't have to be a big event. I received my prayer language while quietly praying to my father in bed one night as I lay in a dorm room, an 18-year-old kid far from home in at a job corp training center. I knew I needed it and I believed the Lord would grant it He did. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Luke 11:13.